Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm one of your co-blosts, Meg Trowbridge. I'm Kate Elston. And I'm Meg Hayes. So, I just realized... <laughs> yes, Meg? Do you, do you guys say the podcast about periods and the people who get them or uh a Psycho. podcast? Oh, uh, I say uh. Oh, really? I say the. Oh. The podcast. The premiere. Well, I think it should be, right? Well, I've been emailing everyone... I mean, bringing podcast. this up today of all days because we are talking to another, another podcast, podcast about periods. Okay, so I'm that's well, just okay. my power move there. Yep. We're the podcast. I'm laying the cards on the table. Sorry, little girls, we're about to interview. Sorry. Well, you just got a little sneak peek. So this week we're going back to a simpler time, a time when braces reigned. Nope, a time. <laughs> When braces reigned supreme, when lockers were your safe space, and when intricately <laughs> folded notes from your friends were the highlight of your day. Yeah. Meg, do you need to talk about something? Was <laughs> <laughs> your it. safe space in your locker? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was a bottom locker. <laughs> um, it was a really small locker. <laughs> oh, um, and as we're letting on, it was also terrible, and we never want to go back there. We're talking about high middle school. <laughs> high middle high school. High middle school. <laughs> it's, not, it's not regular middle school. It's, it's high middle school. Middle school. <laughs> we are talking about middle school. And why? Because we talk to middle schoolers. That's right. We interview the creators of Shh Periods, which are seven incredible eighth graders from Bronx Prep Middle School who worked with their teacher, Miss Huck, to create an honest, inviting, informative podcast about periods. They're just a podcast about periods. Which is like so us. awesome. Um, you may have heard about this up and coming podcast because it was, uh, the middle school grand prize winner in the first ever NPR student podcast challenge. Heard of NPR. NPR. Yeah, heard Maybe of it. You like some of their podcasts. Um, and we asked them questions about how they got started and how their school deals with periods. And then they turned the tables and asked us about, you know, what it's like to get your period when you're so old. I mean, I just <laughs> imagine they think we are so old. So old. <laughs> we are double. No, not double there. Yeah, we're double their age. Oh more than double. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. They were born post 9-11. Whoa, that's, yeah. That's I was doing the math wrong. You're very right on that. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we had so much fun with them. We they did. Were, you guys, we could be triple some of their ages. They Shut were your mouth. 13, 14. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. eighth graders. Yeah. Whew. But, yeah, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blast. It was a blast. I mean, you're going to hear it. It's like it really transports you back to like being in a, no, it was, a class with your friends yeah. and just being like, no, you're stupid. You know, they are so much fun. I felt like I was at work, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so much fun talking to them. Yeah. It was really yes. funny. Yeah. You're going to like this episode. Uh, but before we get into it, I believe, Kate, we have some phone calls. Yeah. First, can I can I update y'all on the health thing that happened? Should we do that first or should oh we do the phone calls? Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you want to talk about want. something? I don't even know if we have a segment that this fits into. It's like all of the, well, them. Well, because, yes, this is a why I cried. This is Read a... Read my labia. This is a thank you podcast for teaching me things. So y'all might have seen our Instagram uh, that was made me lol. And then, ouch, it hurt to lol. Because... <laughs> I had an emergency appendectomy 
And we won't go into crazy like detail about it. Just saying that I don't recommend them. <laughs> um, but I do have some funny things I wanted to share with both of you because we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. That's yes. true. Um, and with the listeners about this experience when it came to what we've talked about on the podcast and like periods and stuff. I'll show you I'll, what I mean. But first, you guys want to see my holes? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to take off the microphone oh so God. I can stand up. Um, so just so everyone knows, this is like the anus, the urethra, and the vag, right, Kate? Yes. So I have, oh, your holes. <laughs> I have three more holes now. Because <laughs> wow. um, uh, I was like, what? I had laparoscopic. Oh, my God. So oh, my God. Oh, my God. They oh my went God. in with a tube and like pulled it out. Let me unzip my high-waisted this pants. Is, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my I God. Any questions. Okay. So I have bandage marks still. Oh, this okay. is fresh. This only happened a couple days ago. So there's one. Oh, my gosh. There's two. Oh, my gosh. And there's three. Whoa. Oh, my God. And then say hi to the top of my pubes, too. Hey. Um, well, hey, ladies. <laughs> um, so I, d- is it glued shut or stitch? I have stitched. no idea. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, but you don't have to worry about it. They're just no, going to heal. No, there's not stitches. Yeah, I think they're going to heal. They're just little, they look like little like little staple slits. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me put my microphone back. And you can butt your pants back up if you want. Maybe. Wow. I, I mean, not to let on too much, but... I see you wearing things. Yes, I'll talk about the things I'm wearing. Cause y- you bet my period came oh right after God. the surgery. Um, okay, oh my so God. so appendectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the ER. I first of all, I was in LA. I was not home. I was on business uh, shooting for Newsbroke, and <clears throat> I felt I ate Thai food because when you're in LA, you eat Thai food. Of course. Um, and immediately felt like I had food poisoning or something. Like I felt like I ate too much. I felt like I was like, oh, Kate, again, you <laughs> ate so much. You scarfed that food. It was spicy. And like I was kind of inhaling it. And then I felt the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. It felt really low. It felt like almost menstrual cramps, but I don't ever get cramps that bad. And so I was kind of like doubled over. I'm trying to like burp and fart and poop and nothing was really making it feel better. And that lasted for a day, even though I did get better. Um, yeah, it, so I just thought it was gas. Finally called the my like advice nurse on the phone. She said, go to the ER. But I was like, I'm not going to go right to the ER. So I went to urgent care, and the urgent care was like, go to the ER. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so basically just like this whole experience was such a fucking thing, and it's like totally why I cried like the whole time I was there. Because I got there, I got to the ER at 1.30. I got into a bed at 2 a.m., <laughs> Oh god. No. And so I'm Does that so, mean before that were you in a gurney or were you just in a chair? No, I was in it's like I was in the waiting room for an hour uh. before triage. Oh, by the way, I've never been to the hospital before. Mm. I've never been to the ER or anything. Like maybe when I was like four for when I inhaled kick cereal into my lungs. True story. Like you do. Um, <laughs> but I don't have any memory of the ER. And so all I'm kind of like remembering of the ER is like what I've heard from like friends and TV shows and yeah. movies. So I'm just like, I guess this takes a while. And I was kind of like remembering all we've learned on the podcast about like advocating for yourself. And I was trying to ask as many questions. I, I went up to the person. I was like, how long am I going to be? Because I was told my appendix might be rupturing and I feel like that I need to be seen soon. So I was trying to be like very vocal, but even so like that environment really like fucking is so not conducive to like messaging and transparency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for people, there were a lot of people around me that didn't speak English you know, and I'm just like, God, you know, like this is such not a place you want to be when you don't know what's going on. And I didn't even know what's going on. And I was asking questions because it's just like you move from one thing to another and it takes fucking forever in between everything. Anyway, so 
Um, just like, yeah, crying from like the, just the, like the overwhelmingness of everything and being alone and not knowing what was going on. And like, I don't know how you guys are, but whenever I talk to my mom, I like to just start crying about yeah. it. Like, so I was like, fine. I was holding up. I was fine. I get her on the phone around like seven because I didn't want to worry her. But at seven, I was like, mom, I might be having a, a, a situation. And I called her and I was just like, I'm in the hospital by myself in Los Angeles. And um, but yeah, it was just a lot. Now I know what all my nurse friends do for a living because I don't think I've ever quite understood what like all of my friends that work in ER or in hospitals do. And now I like get it. Yeah. And like props to y'all because y'all are kick ass and you're better than all the doctors. But I still feel that like, is the truth. Super truth. But I still don't feel like anything was like this was all so new to me. And the, the terminology and the process must be so day to day to them right but it's so not to me people are just like oh you're gonna get your iv access now and i was like what the fuck's an iv access Mm -hmm. which is the thing they put in Mm -hmm. your arm that it's like a permanent hole to like your iv drip switching in and out and then they'd be like do you want this drug or this drug i'm like i don't know what the fuck tell me i don't know like they're like i feel like i it was so lost and i and that's still me like asking questions and demanding things like it was just like it was so overwhelming and so so like if you're a you know a healthcare provider in a hospital like please just like walk your patients through things down this is next time I go I'll know these things but this was my first time in a hospital and it was so overwhelming and so scary um anyway everything's fine I thanks to you guys for like being there for me on text and telling me to watch the staircase on Netflix because I did in the hospital um we have to great decompress show. about that after I thoughts the so, owl so theory okay I haven't even read the owl theory yet. <laughs> oh my god okay um Anyway, it's a murder mystery. Not a murder mystery. It's a true crime. It's a murder <laughs> mystery. Um, anyway, it's just like, so I just want to thank the podcast for like, just like I was very aware of me advocating for myself and asking questions and demanding that I get jello because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to eat anything for like two days. They tell me my surgery is going to happen that night. So I'm like, so I have time to eat. I'd like jello, please. And then I puked it up. So like maybe that wasn't <laughs> the right thing to, to do, but um you were hungry I was so hungry and so cranky and thank god for Carl acquaintance of the pod for flying down like immediately he was there with me the whole time he slept in a cot next to me um he's great uh surgery went fine everything's great uh but then oh boy go to uh, my mom graciously paid for Carl and I to stay at a hotel for two nights to like decompress and sleep in a real bed So so nice of her uh I get my fucking period and it was supposed to come on Tuesday and it came on Sunday. So it was a couple days early. So I was like, okay. And I didn't have anything with me. Tampons were really hard to put in and out when I was sore. So, and also I had to poop a lot afterward, which is good. It's good. Mm -hmm. that I had to poop, but all my tampons plopped out as they do. So I was just like, this is when I wanted my think so bad, just post-surgery. And so like PSA, if you're going on a trip, pack things mm. even if your period's not going to come for a while because you don't know that you won't get an emergency appendectomy yep. and then have your period come soon and then you it hurts yep. to put in tampons so just pack your things always be prepared just pack if your you're things. within a week it's it's things. you could just wear them as underwear anyway so yeah. just pack them um but anyway oh and then also i have one thing it's your appendix <laughs> no um so I had a CT scan where they realized Ooh. that my appendix was a little inflamed and I they gave me the I have the paper the results of the CT scan it's like how the thorax is the liver the pancreas the spleen all those things look good and then Whoa. it got to reproductive organs <gasps> and it says 
the uterus and adnexal structures, which I just assume are like ovaries. So the uterus and adnexal structures are grossly within normal limits. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They are grossly we- normal. What? <laughs> know that you're gross and you're normal <laughs> they're like this woman has enough gas for two women and she's very regular grossly, grossly within normal. normal limits uh this is kind of unrelated but related um i just got a cat and she's a little lady and we took her to the vet and uh they were like doing all of her body checkups and under um in the like write-up it says reproductive area unremarkable <laughs> what <laughs> what they'd say about me too. oh my <laughs> god Wait, is she not fixed no not yet oh. she will be at six months oh my god it's unremarkable that's unremarkable. So funny. Remarkable. <laughs> this is great so doctors why wow. why do you say that i had a question yeah might be intimate away. no tell me uh when you went in did you know you weren't pregnant or because you could have been pregnant question i did we, yeah we were so talking i yeah i i could have been um, and so that's what I thought that the, but then I was like, this pain feels if I am pregnant, I am just pregnant because mm-hmm. my period hasn't even come yet. And this is pain. Unlike, I mean this, if that's that great, but like, this feels like even too much for like one day of pregnancy. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. so, but I got a urine test and they ruled that out. So that was oh, good. good. But I was wondering, I did just like out of curiosity while I was waiting for hours, <laughs> uh, like Googling, can you have a. A appendectomy and be pregnant and like yeah, yeah la- it's I, it's fine I mean who knows if how pregnant you are but laparoscopic is pretty and uninvasive I think mm. oh nice um anyway that was my first time ever having surgery and like wow. all these things and why I cried and yeah so just yeah. advocate for yourself and ask questions and demand jello even if you're gonna puke demand mm. what you need even if you're going to puke. Even if you're going to puke. Listen. That's, I, you're right. That's your choice. Oh, <laughs> gross. Anyway. Oh, I'm so glad you're well, better. I'm so Thank glad you. you're okay. I'm so sorry. We were so far away. I wish yeah, I could. Yeah, like, I was really sad. I missed oh. you by like two days. I know. I know. I was really sad. I know. Cool. Cool. Phone calls. Now let's, let's do some, some phone, phone calls. Hey, Pod. Uh, this is Caitlin from Oakland. Just walking out of Oakland Kaiser. Um, having scheduled an appointment for an IUD because I was having difficulty getting birth control for my upcoming trip to Spain for a year. So I was like, yeah, let's get an IUD and then I'll never have to bother with the pharmacy again. And holy, Um, so apparently I have a very small uterus and my cervix is super tight. So she's like, lady, bring in, bring in the kit. And she's like, and I'm going to need a spinal needle. And she brings in like a jar of like poison and like a thing of iodine and all of these long tubes. And she's already got this thing shoved up that's hurting me so much. Like, I don't think I could ever have a baby because that little stick hurts so much. And she was like, oh, by the way, you should have taken ibuprofen before. And I was like, super thank you thank you super and so basically she was like well I could make you feel more uncomfortable and inject you with this stuff we or or you could come back and try this later and we'll put an even smaller IUD in and so basically I just faked my way out of there and was like um I think it's all pointing to no today and we'll do it another day but 
really? I am no. That's, this is a no. I, hard no. Hard pass. And I was just thinking the whole time, like, at least I have somewhere to leave my thoughts and someone will hear them because no, no thank you. Anyways, thanks for all you do and for being a place for when, when the, the final needle comes out, you know that you're not alone. Oh, man, what a mess. Wow. Here's what I know. What do you know? <laughs> From my oh, yeah. two IUD experiences. Yes. Yeah. The first time I got one, they measured my uterus first, mm-hmm. so they put something up past your okay. cervix. Okay, so tape measure. measurement. Yes. This is, a, this is something that we, I feel like, Still feels like a mystery was it, to me. Was it grossly within normal limits? I believe so. It was a seven. <laughs> it was a seven I'll never forget. Oh, wow. Seven sounds pretty good. Mine's just going to be a picture of a tree or something. <laughs> um, but so that's kind of like the first painful thing because they oh. like put something I- right. up So in maybe you. that's what she was talking about. Yeah. There's already oh. something in her. Yes. <sighs> um, but maybe not. I don't know. Because oh, then I know, but it's painful. And so then, and I went, I was like really like emotionally tender all day. And then my friend Catherine got. Um, an IUD in a couple years ago and I was like girl take the day off let me know when you're home we're gonna do like Cosmos and like watch movies and she's like I don't know if we're gonna need to I'm like you're gonna need to (laughs) and we did and we did (laughs) nice yeah anywho IUDs are tough I feel like I could I kind of want to do an episode episode about them yeah Yeah, a lot of people People have have already asked yeah yeah Yeah. I know I, I have they know nothing about them yeah um thank you Caitlin Caitlin I'm so sorry Caitlin we love you but I good for you. you to do do you do you. Yeah, you do you. I was like, wait, I U D. I was trying to like do like an acronym for you do you because like D U I D I you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to do like that whole time. Um, no, let's yeah, we can on, crack we can this. this. Come on. <laughs> um it's understandably don't. <laughs> 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 it's you could have said difficult and you went don't it's understandably don't don't just don't just don't it's a don't from me it's a don't um, <laughs> it's a don't for me <laughs> oh my god thank you so much for consideration but I'm gonna have to say don't it's a don't it's a don't for <laughs> me I'm so sorry <laughs> we gotta start our own America's Got Talent just so we can be like you know what that was the, you know, that was pretty good uh, beatboxing, but it's a don't for me. <laughs> I love this so much more than no, because it's like, just don't. It's don't. a don't. 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 It's a why and a don't for me. <laughs> that's too good. That's, that's a t-shirt. So Meg Meg says don't. I'm going to go ahead and say why. Why? Why? God, why? It's why. <laughs> and as always, I'm going to go. Aw. <laughs> Okay, next phone call. Avisha cycle. Um, So my period ended uh, the week before last on Friday. And then I had a little bit of a questionable experience with a condom on Saturday. Um, So I got a morning after pill. um, Take action with the brand, not plan B, but um, just to be safe um, and responsible. And um, I read reviews saying that it worked. And some people said that they spotted a bit. so I'm genuinely curious about how it might affect my period since I just got off the birth control pill, but now I need to get back on it. Um, so I'm a little worried about my uh, period, which is my, uh, if it had a Patronus, it was totally going to be an elephant. And I'm afraid that my elephant period is going to trample me um, from messing with my hormones. Um, 
and I remember that uh, Kate had mentioned that she's used Plan B. Um, and so I was also told by um, people in my OBGYN when I was in high school that I shouldn't um, eat grapefruit or drink grapefruit juice when I was on the pill because it could also mess with its potency and may cause it um, to not work as well. Um, so I think elaborating on medications or foods that can mess with your period could be an interesting episode. But just to clarify, so I had um, all last week, was totally fine, no spotting, no nothing. And then right before my date uh, yesterday, I suddenly had really bad cramps, and I thought to myself, okay, I can just deal with cramps. But then I started bleeding. Um, mercifully, my if my period is an elephant. Um, my vagina is the elephant tamer because it kind of knows when I want to hook up with somebody because then it kind of mitigates the bleeding a little bit and kind of stops it. So uh, all systems are going. I had a good time last night. But, yeah, love you guys. Keep calm and bleed everywhere. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. So many good questions yes. brought up there. I had never heard about grapefruit. Grapefruit. I was just in a group of people who were talking about this. And yeah, it's weird right. that it wasn't you two. <laughs> <laughs> who else are you talking right? to about your reproductive organs, Meg? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. What? Um, Is this, this your, your, your side podcast? What? Horrible circles? I thought about you guys the whole time. <laughs> um, add this to a question for Dr. Kate for next yes. time we have her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, remember this? Because I love Palomas. And now, I <laughs> what am I going to do? Palomas are my new drink. <laughs> um and I have no, yes, I don't remember the plan B messing with my period at all. Also, I love that it's take action. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Action. Like, what's, what would, like, that's plan B's plan B. Yeah. <laughs> take action. Right. Like, well, so it's interesting because do you remember, it must have given you a period. I don't, I have no memory. Um, but also, I feel like at that time in my life, I wasn't, I mean, my periods weren't bad ever mm-hmm. in my life. So, did it mess with your um, emotions like I had at no all? Memory. Was it like I, in, I was in? I, this is when I studied abroad in Argentina, and I had brought Plan B with me because I'm res- I was a responsible twenty year old, twenty one year old. You know um, how things go, but no memory of my periods then, which no. is good. They were easy. Um, but yeah, I had a friend uh, a couple years ago take Plan B, and like she had a pretty tough time with it. She said it like was like two weeks or something yeah. it was like pretty intense yeah. it like made her like break out oh wow um yeah it was just like really unpleasant and i was like Weird. god i didn't even like think about that yeah we should that was, i that think could definitely like be an episode i yeah. yeah i remember there being some warning about i had to set an alarm for some reason maybe i had to take two back to back so i had to like set an alarm to wake up and take the second one i had to follow through somehow but i don't remember there being any yeah. Side effects. And if it was, it wasn't traumatic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love caller how you talk about your vagina having a Patronus, which we need to yes. discuss. Yes. yes. I think mine's the elephant shrew. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds like your vagina is magic if it can right? tame your goddamn period. Just like, get it. What's a strong, long animal? <laughs> a snake? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, like Ooh. a boa, boa constrictor. Ooh, my, yeah. uh, I think my vagina is a boa constrictor. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Actually, mine should be something like You're small like a hamster. and scrappy. Oh. <laughs> um, like small a, and scrappy, like a chihuahua. Like a chipmunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> chipmunk. <laughs> chipmunk stores nuts. I was Ooh, thinking, I like the chipmunk. I was thinking a Komodo dragon, but I'm glad that you were like <laughs> small and scrappy. Oh, a oh, deadly a giant chihuahua. lizard. <laughs> a chihuahua and a squirrel. 
Oh, Wait, what's your chipmunk? Oh, sorry, um, chipmunk. Let's see here. What are the traits yours of my is, vagina? Strong. Yours is a bear. Strong. Whoa. Oh, I like bear. Because it's motherly. Can it be like <gasps> a polar bear? Ooh, yeah. Okay. No, no, it's a yeah, yeah, it's a polar bear. Okay. Why? Yeah. Well, I was gonna go with panda bear, but they're really lazy, and I feel <laughs> like my vagina's not very lazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a polar bear because they're so cute in those coke ads. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they are also vicious and they're vicious oh i like yeah. that yeah i, like I feel that. like my period can be both cute and vicious i'll think on mine <laughs> i love it <laughs> thank you all callers conscious conception the pill the difference between your vulva and your vagina and what's coming out of it the journey through motherhood abortion stories female pleasure and orgasm these are all topics that have fallen under the hood. Until now. I'm Alexandra Evangeliti. And I'm Patty Quintero. And we are the hosts of Under the Hood, a podcast bringing to light issues around womanhood, motherhood, and sisterhood. We tackle the things that you wish you knew more about. The topics you want to share with your daughters and teach your sons about too. The topics that have frankly been hidden away from us far too long and need to be exposed. We're diving under the hood on all of it. No topic is too taboo, and every curiosity is a worthwhile investigation. If you're curious too, join us as we go under the hood together. So without further ado, we're going to jump into our conversation with the ladies of Shh Periods. We will be talking to Kathleen, Razel, Litzy, Caroline, Ashley, Jasmine, Casey, and their wonderful teacher, Shataz Huck. And honestly, we don't know who's who when they talk. They all yeah. just kind of yelled at us because yeah. they're wonderful 14-year-olds. Yeah. So just, they they all talk. So I don't know who, who who's who. I think we hear a lot from Shataz. Yep. Um, but other than that, just have a, enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, and I also have to say, we talked to them on Zencaster. They, they're from the Bronx. Uh, we got them on the horn uh, while they were still, I think, like after school. And so the sounds a little wonky and also I had my appendix out. So I didn't really get a chance to like super finesse the sound on this. <laughs> so just, you know, zip it. Be kind. Okay. Be okay. I think it's fine. But just, you know, she if there is. She has one less organ. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know if y'all are familiar with who we are. We're not that famous, but we also started a podcast about periods in our 30s and when we heard about your podcast about periods we were like okay young people taking our jobs what is this <laughs> so what inspired you guys to start this podcast our fellow friend like it was the podcast one day this this amazing loud person came into the room Razel, and then she started talking about periods and then we were all agreeing and then saying things and adding it and then it became a natural topic yeah, that's kind of like awesome. how we decided to start ours. We were just sitting around, you know, complaining about it and then going, you know what? The world needs to hear this. Yeah, yeah complaining is the right word for what Razel was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just talk about what happened after the NPR announcement came through that you guys won this contest. What's it been like since then? Well, we thought that after N- after the NPR interview, it would just stop there. But we've been receiving so many messages nonstop. We've 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 even been receiving like packages with tons. We of got pads. another one today. Lots of pads, tampons, things tampons. to hide tampons in. Can I ask you guys what products you use? Products. 
So most of us, we use always, but I know I am, but I'm thinking of changing to um, honest because we, were, we saw that like always it has um, bleach in it. So we're thinking of going to organic products because it's better for our private area. That's great. And are these tampons or pads? Pads. I will say though, like we, well, I guess for when we all started using tampons, I didn't start using tampons till college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with the other Meg. Do you Kate, guys use tampons at all? Yeah. No. no my, mother tells me, my mother tells me it's for older women who have sex. That's what, yeah. That's what I was told too. Uh, so we, we listened to your first episode and, um, uh, we really connected to some of your stories, especially, um, I think one of one of you guys said that you were with your aunt when you got your period and she had a hard time even talking about it. Oh, yeah. Saying, are you sick? So my aunt, yeah, she was like, are you sick? And I was like, no, I feel fine. And she was like, are you sick? And then she looked at my private area and then she looked, and I was like, oh, I guess I am. And then, <laughs> um, you know, and then she got me on all, all the stuff, whatever. And then you feel like, I had to be shameful of it because it was like they couldn't even say the words, and I was young, so I I did because at the time I didn't even know what a period really was, just that it was blood out my vagina, and so it was like, like it sculpted my perspective on it, and that's a bad thing because then I was like, oh, I have to hide this. I can't even say the word that it's called, you know. So yeah. Has your family changed the way that um that they talk about periods now that this has happened? Like, has your family been positively affected by this? Um, so, like, after we found out that we won, basically my mom, she came home, and she had this, like, big blank of, like, it was bigger than my head, honestly, of pads, and she was, like, well, she said that she supports me, and she was, she would talk about it a lot now, and it's, like, a more open topic than it was before, because before we didn't even say the word, and then now she's able to talk about to me comfortably. That's Awesome. I know that you guys have also said that some people, when this went viral, um, said that, like, why are you guys talking about this? This is should be a subject that's kept under wraps. What's your response to people that say that? Razel's flashing the middle finger, which is not PG. <laughs> but Razel, anyways, you don't really... Um, not that we don't know. Yeah, I'm right. We don't care what they have to say because we have, <laughs> we have a bunch of other people supporting us and thinking that what we're doing is amazing. So those ignorant people that have nasty things to say about us doesn't really affect us because at the end, we're still awesome. sound like a pretty <laughs> But also because it's a valuable message that needs to go out and we're not trying to like shade anyone, right, Razel? No, we're, we're just, not. We're just saying that it was necessary to talk about this and that's why we're doing it. Does anybody of you have a particularly good or juicy or funny first period story? Oh, oh her. Yeah, Jasmine. Okay. Jasmine. Oh, because you got it in the middle of our podcast, didn't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're recording it. Your podcast. I mean, yeah. your period. Remember, we already recorded it. We have a, a podcast member here who hadn't gotten her period until we started recording our podcast. And it was in the middle of recording our podcast where she's like, I think I have my period. No! Did you get that on tape? No, but she's gonna she's gonna tell you about it though. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> a shame. Okay, so um, in the beginning when Miss Hawk first came to um gather everybody, I didn't have my period yet, so I was like the only one who like felt like 
isolated. Yeah. So so then um I remember one day when we were recording, I like I I felt weird. Like my areas were vagina. Vagina. You have more than one periods. Vagina. Or your uterus, whatever. My vagina was wet. Listen, we've all been there. We've, we've been there. Your vagina's wet. It's weird. <laughs> so, so then they were all like, they got all excited. Rizal was hitting me, and then we were <laughs> we were applauding you because you finally experienced something that had brought us all together in the first place. Yeah, and then we were in science class. Oh, oh yeah, and then in our science class. Um, I was telling my friends to pass me um, my bag with my pad stuff, and then she didn't understand it. So then, like, the entire class ended up knowing, and then Reza was like, oh, my God, she's a woman. And then Lindsay was like, wait, what? And then Caroline was like, yay. And then it was like, yeah. Bro, I was so proud when I lent her her first pass. Yeah, we all broke out in applause. Uh, I wish someone had like applauded me when I got my first period. Yeah, be all your friends and all this positive reinforcement. That would have been the dream. Good for you guys. Yeah. I mean, we we still have people who cringe a little. Uh, Casey here, her, her, I'm a sixth grade reading teacher and her little brother is in my class. And um, I have all these boxes of pads from people sending us free supplies. And this one girl in her brother's class was like, Miss Ha, can I have a, a, you know, a you know what? And then Kevin, her brother was like, Jilly, call it what it is. There's no shame. There's no shame. My sister has her period. This is a <laughs> Okay. And he's like, periods are not nasty. Everybody gets it. If you had a sister, she would get it. And then I was like, okay, Kevin. Okay. Look for Casey for setting a good example for Kevin. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, good job. Good Casey. for all of you guys. I mean, truly, you are changing more perceptions and lives that I think you probably even realize. But now do you guys feel like I mean, I know that you've you've said that since you started the peri- the pro- the podcast, you're less ashamed yourself of periods. Tell me some of the things that you used to do and that you've changed. Like I know that someone said that, you know, you don't hide your pad as much anymore. Um, when you go to the bathroom, like you don't have to be discreet about it. Are there other cool things like that that you do now that you are learning more about periods? Yeah, I think that a lot of different things that we start doing is like carrying a bag of pads in general. We just like walk out with it in our hands and we don't have to hide it. Or um, when we talk about it, the guys aren't as weird. Like, yeah, they're not as weird about it. Kathleen? Um, another thing was like, I think it's, it's like come full circle because just the other, um, like a little while ago in writing class, I asked Lizzie for a pad, which is like kind of how it started because when Razelle asked Lizzie for a pad, so it's like, and then I would just, I just grabbed it in the open and went to the uh, bathroom and it, was, it came full circle, but I'm just waiting. Casey? Actually, today in class, um, my friend was said a sentence and she was like, period. And I was like, huh, I need to get that before before Canada comes. And then everybody was just like laughing. They weren't even disgusted by it. 
So basically, so the eighth-grade girls are going on a on a field trip to Canada for the end of the year, and Casey wants to get her period before they go on the trip because who wants to deal with that on like a six-hour bus ride to Canada? No one. No true. one. Yes. So, I so hear true. you. I hope I hope it comes for you soon. Yeah. You. Well, yeah. We'll we'll all like put our period power together and like <laughs> summon your period before Canada. Maybe yeah. you'll get it right now because you're doing another podcast recording. <laughs> well, we're getting her cramps, so we're hoping she gets it now. Also, we have here um, Litzy. She's got a period tracker on her phone, and she's like, all of, all, all of them do, and they're like, or most of them do, and they're tracking. This is the new age. This new generation tracking their periods. Like this is this is a new frontier. I don't track my periods. I love this so much because this is exactly what you all are going through right now and learning more about your bodies and losing the shame and embracing period trackers. Like that's what we're all going through right now from the period podcast, but we're in our thirties. Like you guys are so ahead of the curve. Yeah. If your whole generation starts doing what you're doing, then you're going to change the world. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if they don't put this on their college application, I will personally hunt them down. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, Meg, Meg and Kate, we had a question about periods regarding your experience. So is it okay if the girls could ask you? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Was there anyone advocating for girls when they were your age? When oh, they yeah. were our oh, age. When they were our when age. When you were our age. When you were our age. There's like bringing attention to the period. In my school, we had, um, you know, they split up the girls and the boys, and the girls were given a little box with a mini deodorant and one pad. And I think I remember her like explaining like this is how you put it in your underwear and everything. Um, but after that, it was like, OK, now you get your own pads yourself. Like you talk to your parents and like you figure it out. We don't have pads in school. And I was just like, I, it would have been like so amazing to like be able to have free pads to like. Yeah, there's toilet paper in school, in, in school yeah. restrooms. Why aren't there pads? True. That's very Yeah, that leads into the question you wanted to ask too, right? Oh, yeah. OK, so next question. What was the process to get a pad when you guys were in school? Good oh. question. So I went to an all-girls high school, um, and so there were an infinite number of people to ask for a pad if I forgot one. But I also remember there being, like, uh, like the dean of students, if you went to their uh, offices, they apparently would have extra pads if you needed them. So they were on campus, but they weren't like in all of the bathrooms or anything like that. Um, but I was fortunate to be at a school where people there were plenty of people to ask for pads. And then at home, I guess uh, I'm one of three sisters. So I think my mom was just, you know, buying pads on the regular, just keeping us fully stocked at any notice. (laughs) There could be blood at any (laughs) any any moment. But at least you had sisters or you were at an all-girls environment where it was not so strange, right? But in our school, like until our podcast, we didn't really even have any reason to want to talk about periods openly because, you know, we had that whole thing where we have to call pads marshmallows and all that jazz. Um, so like, hold on one second. Uh, hold on, marshmallows. Oh my goodness, that's that's bananas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley, tell them what that is. So basically, if you want a pad or like a tampon, you would have to go to the main office and ask them for a marshmallow. And if you didn't what? like ask for a marshmallow, they would like yell at you, and you'll you'll get in trouble. And it's, the whole thing is just so stupid and annoying. 
That's wow. so stupid. That's crazy. What are they going to say next? Like, oh, a, a pad is a marshmallow and a tampon is a hot dog. Push pot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Push pot. We can't say hot dog because phallic symbols, but um, oh we also have a hand signal for a marshmallow, which, which yeah, it's this. no it's like if you're making like a bull sign with your hands you know like if you were doing shadow puppets (laughs) so that's the sign for your i guess it's supposed to look like like your reproductive organs like your uterus at any rate you're supposed to hold up your hand in the air making that bull sign and yeah that's that's in our actual handbook that's how teachers are supposed to yeah, that's how teachers are supposed to know that you're on your period. But that's oh also like God. everybody knows because if you're holding up your hand, everybody sees that you're on your period, and then the they they might like start giving you crap. Any, I mean, they might start giving you a hard time anyway. Uh, and this is all just because the word pad is taboo. It's just the word. It's three it's letters. It's a pad. Pad or tampon. That's bananas. So this is something that that educators came up with at your school or like the administration. Uh, uh, pause. No, this was already a, a, an unspoken rule before I started at this school. Um, I have never subscribed to it. Like I just called a pad, a pad, a tampon, a tampon. And now I'm basically like, like a tampon dispenser. I'm like the tooth fairy of pads. So <laughs> out. I've got three open boxes behind my desk. Like I used to be an English teacher, but I guess not anymore. Um, but yeah, like you legitimately, as for a pad, you had to say marshmallow. You have you had to use the hand signal, and we're just not having a conversation about how not to do that anymore. Wow! Good for you guys. Good job. I'm um I'm also a teacher, and my dream is to be the pad fairy that all <laughs> yeah. the kids come to. Yeah, I had a kid tell me that she got her period, and I like was like freaking out, like I was her mom. I was like, oh my god, that's so exciting! Because <laughs> now after this podcast, I'm just like. We're all excited about periods all the time. It's all, all time. we want to talk about. What challenges do you experience in adulthood about periods? For me, my um, my PMS is really bad. Um, I've noticed that as I as I get older, my PMS. So I get really sore boobs, and I get uh, really I get really cranky, <laughs> and I get really hungry before my period, and I get really sad, and then it goes away as soon as my period comes it's gone. So I'm just learning because of the actual, the phone tracker that you guys probably have too. I'm learning to really track my moods and my pain. And so when I have those feelings, I can tell myself, okay, you know what? It's just my hormones. This is how my body works in a couple of days. I'll be fine. And then I usually am. I think for me, um, I, I think the hardest part is when you are having cramps or it's just like a really intense period day, when you're an adult, not only do you have to like go to work, but there's like all these other responsibilities you have to worry about. And you just don't get to be like, I'm calling a sick day. You know, like there are so many days where I'm just like, oh, I really have to be in this meeting. And oh, I, re- I have to run that errand today. And it's like, it'd be really nice if every time I had cramps, I could just curl up in bed with a heating pad. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because part of the reason why we started this podcast was like we were all talking about like how as female students, it keeps you out of class or it keeps you from learning or really investing yourself in the lesson. Because when you're so distracted by pain, um, like one of our girls here, Caroline, when you're just like so concerned about what's happening with your body that you can't focus on what's happening in class 
Um, like Caroline, remember the time you were telling us about bleeding through your pants in science class? Um, yeah, and uh, what happened during and during the exam, uh-huh. which was really big because that was like one of the biggest bleeds I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So it was like because we weren't allowed to go to the bathroom, so I didn't ask because it was during a math exam, and um, so I, I went through the, through the whole two hours, I think two hours and a half. Mm-hmm. maybe around there um with just blood on my pants but I didn't realize until the end of the test and I was like and I told Jasmine mm-hmm. who was behind me is there anything about on my butt and then there was just like her eyes just widened because like it was just full of blood like I was drenched in blood so I, I quickly just sat right back down and I was like because the teacher that I had at the time was so called we love you baby she was so understanding and so she said okay I'm gonna take care of it love so um so she went to the um, dream office and then she got me pants, like a new set of pants. And so she told the whole class to look to the wall. And then I ran, I took the pants and ran to the bathroom and I changed. Yeah, but it is unfortunate that so many people or so many girls are uncomfortable asking for help, right? Or that so many teachers just don't know how to, uh, yeah, like be helpful. It's one thing to have spare pads in your purse or whatever, but if say you're a male teacher and you don't have spare pads, you can still find ways to support your female students without making them feel singled out or awkward for for needing to leave in the middle of an exam or needing to leave when we're in the cafeteria because that also draws a lot of negative attention and that's like they already deal with enough. Like they don't need all that. Right. Well, I will say too, you asked like what, what's hard about bleeding now in our, as we're adults, but honestly, I think it gets easier. Um, we've learned that biologically your periods actually get easier to manage as you get older. So what you guys are going through, it gets easier. And then I think you also have your friends and your society and you have more and more people that you, that you surround yourself with that know what you're going through. Um, you know, I, two of us are married. Our husbands are totally they understand it, you know? So I think as you get older, it's, it's biologically gets easier, but then it socially just gets easier too. So keep, keep your heads up. You'll be, you'll be great. (laughs) Have you guys ever, um, had trainings for teachers at your school about how to be supportive when kids get their periods? Like an official like workshop? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? I mean, you could. You're the you're the pad fairy, man. Like you could do whatever you want because you have so many good suggestions of like how even male teachers can be supportive. That I don't know. That might be interesting. I mean, my goodness, if it was basically in the handbook to like shame kids all these years, like there should the admin should like basically do something to combat that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. But, uh, I don't know how to, how to answer this question, but basically, no, it has never happened as far as I have worked here. We, we, I don't know if you remember when you were in sixth grade, because they're in eighth grade now. So when they were in sixth grade, we had a one hour extended advisory session where we separated the boys and the girls into two different groups. And we talked to the girls about like body odor and pubic hair and like, getting periods and we talked to the boys about body odor and pubic hair and that's about it and I'm like there's more to adolescence than body odor and pubic hair but we were told explicitly not to talk about like menstruation intercourse um same sex like any of those which I was like these are the relevant topics why aren't we talking about that 
but we didn't because we we just don't know how to like we've never been told how to have those conversations yeah. yeah I think you should be the administrator of this school because you have a lot of really great ideas and I think you really turn it around listen I'm already like, up to my gills being their manager like I'm you know I used to have a job before I before yeah. I became your momager sorry mother. yeah you're a momager <laughs> So what are you girls going to do in high school? Are you going to start breaking down all those barriers all over again when you get to your new schools? Um, so I'm going to this really like, um, I don't want to say prestigious. It's a specialized high school. It is. It's a okay. specialized high school. It's a specialized high school. We have those in New York. Um, and <laughs> it's called Brooklyn Latin, and it's full of white people and Asian people. And that's the and um, I'm going to be like one of the. I'm there's only like this year there's only like seven Latino people accepted, and I'm just so I'm gonna be like really like. And I just want to be like the one that's like I'm gonna share my message while being different. I'm gonna no. be different. Like I want to be able to like spread like um, a message to these kids to like these um these privileged children. We're thinking of creating like an all girls club, talking about the women's body. So can I ask you guys a question? What would you say is like the most surprising thing you've learned about periods in this whole process? Can I? Um, so basically the most surprising thing for me, I've learned with, like learning about periods or trying to learn more about periods. We didn't really talk about this in the podcast. One of the things I was um, looking at was like, there was, um, I was, I was, um, I was like researching about periods and I saw and I saw that there was this thing and it's called having an irregular period and I have it and I didn't know I had it because I well, I know I had it I just didn't know it was an actual like thing that a lot of people had because nobody ever told me and like um like when you have a regular period like your period doesn't come every month and that happens to me and I was so scared because I'm over here just like what is wrong with me and then huh How old are you? I'm 13 Rizzo and um that's surprising thing that I've learned like no, oh this is actually it's an actual thing with an actual name that I can like you know say hey this is the thing that's happened to me I'm gonna be all right good for you that's, that's awesome. great that's awesome one of us has also has an irregular period Meg <laughs> yeah I do I mean mine varies where like sometimes it will come every 24 days and then sometimes it won't come for 34 days and it's just kind of like you know, you it makes it annoying out? for. Hold up, do you freak out and think you are you're pregnant when it doesn't come on time? Well, at this point, as a 33 year old, I'd be okay if I got pregnant. But back in the day, I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, there comes a point actually in your in your adulthood when you're trying to get pregnant that you don't want your period, which yeah. is something that you know you don't you 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 don't think about as a as a kid or a teenager, but like then your period represents something different. You actually don't want to see it because you want to have a baby. Yeah. Or, or on the flip side, you could be one of those people who's like, I never want to have children. So every time you get your period, you're like, yes, you're working with me. Like, that, you know, we don't really have a lot of representations of women who have differing views on motherhood. Like at our school, or like we don't really hear about like women who don't want to have kids or who choose to be childless. Or, you know, like have different ideas of parenting. Um, 
And so that that's interesting because like talking about this podcast on periods opened up all these other avenues that we hadn't really had a reason to articulate until now. In our and like in, in the media, it we always hear about hey, find your prince charming, get yeah. married, get a house, get some. Um, no, thank you. I'm good. For, like I like I have like very different views on motherhood than a lot of other people. I know like in the media, we never see a woman that doesn't want kids. It's I mean, like, you do, but they're usually yeah. witches or heads, right? And like, and then literally in Rapunzel, the 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 girl who the woman who didn't have a baby stole someone else's baby just so she could have like these things are. Like, I think. To say that we have very specific notions of womanhood that are ingrained in our girls at a very young age, whether it's about their bodies, about their role as parents or as mothers. And like, honestly, I have never thought so deeply about this until right right now. That's great. That's yeah. so cool. You guys are breaking and defying all the t- all the norms. And that's yeah. awesome. I think we've similarly felt like talking about periods has opened up our minds to like so just like you said talking about other issues and things that are pushed onto us from a really young age that we don't even realize <laughs> gender stereotypes uh, what are some experiences you have encountered with gender stereotypes that is a great that's a great question great question um sometimes i feel that i've actually been really lucky and i haven't encountered a ton of sexism in the workplace or in education but then i think about things a little harder (laughs) and i think oh no it's just been very very um what's the word like subtle subtle Uh subtle sexism so like being passed over for a promotion or um people talking over me in meetings or you know not being considered someone who has a good idea also we're we do comedy together we do improv and and sketch and that's such a man's world and luckily we work with a lot of groups that are like very diverse but um there have been plenty of times where we've been in a festival or been in a performance and we've just had dudes kind of like explaining comedy to us and we're like we're good we get it okay my next question i was gonna ask you like Specifically on mansplaining, like have you had any experience, like experiences with mansplaining, like people, man trying to explain to you something that you already know? Yeah, so have you had experiences with mansplaining? Yesterday, I yeah. had it yesterday. <laughs> it happens all the time. It it, it 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 yeah. And I've learned to just now be really forceful and tell people, no, I know that, I know that. Actually, I know more than you about this. Has someone tried to mansplain women's health to you? Like this is how periods or like pregnancy or boobs or anything on our on our instagram we uh said something about a vulva which is like if you're talking kind of about like the exterior you know then like typically calling it a vagina isn't actually correct you should call it a vulva but um some man came in and was just like no you're wrong what you're talking about is the vagina and we were like we're talking about more than the canal right now we're talking about the whole thing. So can you please get off our Instagram? <laughs> we also posted something about um, men's birth control. And a guy felt the need to come on and be like, you know, they stopped that research because it was it was affecting men's moods and making them depressed. And then one of our friends just went to into a back and forth with this guy like do you have any idea the effects of birth control on women like it makes us depressed it makes like gives us acne it gives us like weight loss weight gain sore boobs like 
There are so many side effects that men do not know about that women deal with when we're on the pill. And this guy did not know what was coming to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess he just felt the need to come onto our page and uh, explain to us why even researching male birth control was like, you know, an issue for men, which is kind of laughable. We we had some issues with trolls too, because the girls, they have a group oh. chat and they were showing me some of the comments, these are grown men, mind you, who are commenting on a story uh, that was written about eighth graders and they were correlating or like they were conflating talking about your period to like talking about farts. For example. Yeah. First yeah. of all, first of all, I will talk about farts all the time. Farts <laughs> are hilarious and we should all be talking about our farts. So that's, <laughs> that doesn't hold up. <laughs> He deleted his call. Oh, look at this one. Christopher John, when do we start a discussion about commas? You're hilarious. Really, you are. Boys also need to speak, feel like boys also need to speak up and talk about wet dreams. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing though, is that I feel like we do learn about wet dreams. Like I remember learning about wet dreams in middle school that my boy classmates were going through, but did they learn about periods? I don't think so. And also like wet dreams are not considered as gross as periods, even though like they're both your, you know, one's ejaculation and one's blood, but they're both bodily fluids, but somehow one is more legitimate. And they're both totally normal. And, and what people go through every day and every culture and every country. Yeah. But it is like, there's also a cultural aspect too, because like I was raised Muslim and if you're a woman and you're menstruating, then you're not allowed to participate in prayer. You can't fast. You can't go on pilgrimage. But if you're a man who had a wet dream, that doesn't bar you from anything. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Can you imagine? Let's let's make that a thing. If you had a wet dream, you can't go. To, you have to go sit al- alone yeah. for seven days. Yeah. Oh my god! No, they're just like that's chill. That's chill. Men's needs. Men gotta do what men gotta do, and so like live your it's life. But but a woman like if she's oh, even wearing yeah. clothes that have blood stains on them, that that's considered impure and clean. You have to do this whole ritualistic cleansing process to make yourself pure again every time you have your period. No lie. This is a legitimate thing that happened. What our final question for you all, and I want all of you to answer it one by one. Knowing your period and pretending that it's a person with a personality, what would your period's name be? So, for instance, I think my period's name is Doris. Uh, I think she's a little older and cranky. Uh, and she really just like doesn't have time for anything, and she's gonna take up space. I think my period. I think my period would be named after the superhero Hulk because when like she gets mad, like you know she she be all up in there, she be smashing. Yes, I love that. I don't know why, but I feel like my period. My period is just like this female who's very strong, and you know, no one can tell her anything because you know, like she Michelle knows Obama. Yeah. Yes, I was but- gonna say Michelle Obama. That's great. I would call my period Megan. But no, not Megan. I said Regina. I don't know why I said Megan. Regina. Yeah. Oh, like the Mean Girl from Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay. Because like this, this describes her. You know. I hate her very much. Yeah, I feel like if my period, I don't know if my period would have a name, but it would be that person on the subway who hates slow walkers who, like, take up too much time to get on the train. 
they're just like, I don't have time for this. That would be my period. I don't, I don't really know what exact name I would call it, but my period, my period is like that one friend who's like really nice because I don't get, I don't really get that bad cramps. But then she, she's also like really like you can't trust her to do things when you ask her to do things. Like she's a flake. She's a flake, right? Yeah. That's basically she's like really nice, and she you can't trust her with anything. She's a flake. You know that's her. I love that. So she's kind of like Taylor Swift because you can't really trust Taylor Swift. I feel she's like. nice, but you also can't trust. Oh! <laughs> we don't. We don't want any beef with Taylor Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no shade Taylor. That came from Kate. That came from Vicious Cycle. No one hate on sh- period. Sorry, Do we want people with Taylor Swift? <laughs> Anybody else have any answers? So, Ashley, mine is kind of like related to Kathleen. Like, like it'll be that one friend who's like really, really nice. But if you mess with her, she's going to be like really mean. Yeah. She defends you. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's good. I think that my period's name would be Christina (laughs) because it's like she has her moments where she's okay and then she wants to be like a brat and everything has to be about her. She just takes over. (laughs) Like one time I was at class and there comes Christina. I don't know why Christina (laughs) brings up in your brain. Okay. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you guys for doing what you're doing. You're really changing so many lives in your community and around the world. So keep doing what you're doing and we're, we'll keep rooting for you from San Francisco. Yeah. Thank you. Can we do a sign off? Can we do a sign off? Yes, please. All right. One, two, three. Can we do our sign off now? Oh, yeah. Keep calm and and bleed bleed everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Happy early summer. Thank you. That interview gave me life. It was so cool. I never get to talk. I mean, Meg Hayes does. I don't get to talk to young kids ever. Yeah. 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 It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I know. It was super cool. Kind of great. It's also like we've talked to really funny people before, but I feel like I laughed throughout that entire I was interview. Yeah. Thing, yeah. I edited out a lot of their just like the babble and the yeah. yelling at each other, but it was so delightful to hear just like they're they're so they don't give a crap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. Not yeah. taking shit. Yeah. I loved hearing about the the brother that felt empowered oh, to yeah. like yes. support a girl like it's okay, it's just your period. Oh my god. And how the one of them got their period while they were recording. Yeah. Yes. The best. Um, yeah, so you guys check out Shh Periods. You can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, NPR did a whole thing on it. They've been in the news a lot. So just check them out. Check them out. Check support them. them. Support them. If if this new generation of kids is already feeling empowered in middle school, like I like Meg has been saying on Instagram, a lot of stuff hasn't changed, but this is one thing that yeah. has, yeah. that yeah. kids are feeling more interested in talking about yeah. their period. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, ladies of sh- periods. Good luck in high school. Yes. yes. We love you so much. Also, don't listen to this podcast. It's too, it's too, we swear yeah, a lot. It's too rated R for you guys. <laughs> what are you doing? Maybe when you're 16, okay? Yeah. yeah. Junior year, you JK, can listen. We love you. <laughs> yeah, do what you want. 
Ah, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're talking to another amazing comedian and friend of the pod. It's Luna Malbro. You might know her from her stand-up that she does all across the country or her award-winning play, How to Be a White Man, which we discuss. She's got Southern charm. She's tastefully crude, as it says on her website, which we love, uh, because you know that that's the perfect vicious cycle guest. Absolutely. And she's just freaking hilarious. And so we talked to her. We had so much fun. Don't miss that episode next week. In the meantime, rate and review us. Like, please. It's so cool to get those, and we haven't gotten them in a while. Yeah. Leave us a message on our hotline. Follow us on Instagram. And above all, keep calm and and bleed bleed everywhere. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.